Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Hello, everyone. My name is Mike Cleveland, and we have a special podcast today. And I'm just really so thankful, so excited to be able to sit around our living room table. And there's four of us here. And the first person to my left is my wonderful wife, Jody Cleveland. Hi, Jody. So glad that you are joining in today on our podcast. Hi, glad to be here. So excited to have this opportunity to share the good news of the love of Jesus with everyone. Yes, indeed. That's what we're doing, sharing the love of Jesus. And then my good friend, my partner in ministry, my Titus, or was it whoever Paul was waiting to see? Barnabas. Okay, all those people. My (laughs) brother in the Lord, Eric Hurt. And uh, Eric, I just can't tell you how glad I am to sit at this table with you today. (laughs) Well, it is uh, actually just such a privilege and honor and joy to be with you, to share in the gospel of Jesus Christ, to be gospel ministers together. And so I'm really looking forward to this special podcast that we have today. And Eric, you have somebody special to you sitting to your right, don't you? Who do we have with us today? Yes, yes. I brought my wonderful, my precious wife, Sylvia, what I call her, my precious wife, Sylvia, 33 years, is with us. And so, Sylvia, it's so uh, great to have you join us uh, in a podcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, I'm so blessed to be able to be a part of such a wonderful ministry and um, being able to just share um, what the gospel has done in in our marriage together as one. Thank you for having me. You know, if we, the four of us around this table, could go back a few years, we would see heartache and pain. Uh, Around this table, we would see a lot of darkness we would see betrayal. We would see um, uh, marriages that could have gone the other way and been split apart because of human sin. And so the fact that we're here today gathered around this table, and earlier the four of us were holding hands and we were gathered around the cross, worshiping, praying, this is an absolute miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're here to discuss is how can this miracle that we experience together um, go to other people who may be where we were at? And so let's let's share just briefly, you know, where a little bit about where we've come from, so that maybe somebody who's listening and might be going through these things too might say, "Wow, there's hope for me too." And so you know, just. Uh, starting from my perspective, for so many years being in bondage to impurity, pornography, lust, um, all kinds of acts of the flesh, dishonesty. I was very dishonest. I I lied about stuff I didn't care about. Um, This was my past, and this sin breaks relationships. Now, I've come from a broken home, grew up in a broken home, I myself been divorced, remarried Jody, but my sin continued on. And this hurt Jody a lot. And 
it's hard to even say it. <laughs> but the, the reality is that this darkness that we had is dispelled by the light. Amen. <laughs> and, and so we aren't who we were. Yes. And so that's what we're to rejoice in now. But Eric and Sylvia, what, just briefly, what was your past like so that maybe somebody listening and say, oh, yep, that was me too. Well, mine was much like yours. I came, uh, you know, from a broken home as well. And, uh, you know, I was involved in pornography and drugs and drinking and lying and all the rest. I had a good outside appearance, outward appearance, right? But inside I knew I was an absolute mess, um, you know. And so pornography really had clouded my mind and ruined my life. And then I thought... I felt, well, I fell in love with a woman. I'm, I was getting ready to get married. And here I was bringing all this into my marriage. And so, uh, you know, there, I, I used to call it, say that there wasn't a marriage uh, because all of my sin ruined it. It brought it in and ruined it. I didn't, I couldn't love my wife. I was too self-centered. Life revolved around me and my needs. And here's what I need. You know, ABC, XYZ, whatever it was, life revolved around me. And so, you know, the other issue for me was I struggled with, with anger and rage. And I, and I took all this out on my wife. She was the, the brunt of all my sin. She had to put up with all my sin. And that therefore, our marriage was diminished. Our love for each other was diminished. The words that came out of my mouth towards my precious wife, Sylvia, were absolutely horrid. Uh, the frustration that I would have, the rage of, you know, you hear people punching holes in walls. That was me. You know, kicking doors in. That was me. You know, dragging my wife down to the ground by her hair because I'm so angry. That was me. What kind of marriage is this? And, and so it, that's why I say it wasn't a marriage. Uh, you know, and so this sin had taken everything. You know, and it was it was about to take our marriage, but praise the Lord, that wasn't the end. As I as I see you two, and I've seen you now for several days, and I I look at the way you look at each other, and the way that you experience love together. Wow, I can't hardly believe what you just told me. Now I do believe it, but it seems like a different person, like a different couple. Sylvia, what was your experience during this time when? Eric has, has admitted the way he treated you and the things that happened in your marriage. And what were you thinking? What was going on in your in your heart and in your life at the time? Well, of course, we all know that it does take two. I wasn't easy to live with either. I had my baggage and had a lot of skeletons in my closet as well. Um, but I'll just, I'm just going to say it. The, the minute I started looking to the cross, the minute I started admitting that it wasn't just my husband that it was me as well is when um the lord just grabbed my heart and i looked at my husband as christ looked at him mm. and it mm. changed my whole love for him my whole outlook on my marriage the hope that he gave me um my husband thought i was going to pack my bags and walk out no the mm. lord gave me he, he just, he just was like, he came through me and just said, this is my child and he needs a savior. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to use you to love him as I've loved you. 
Mm. And that's exactly how I, I could have not done this. There's no, no merit of my own that I'm here today loving my husband how I, as I do. And that's, you know, the way he loves me too. It's, it's been amazing. You hit on a very important point. You said these words, when I looked at the cross. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't when you went to the marriage counselor and, and they said to you, Sylvia, you need to fill in the blank. When I looked at the cross, what do you see when you look at the cross that has actually helped in your marriage? When I looked at the cross, I, I saw everything that Christ has done for me. It had to be the healing of my heart before I could even love anybody else around me. And when I saw the suffering that he did for me, I I was I was okay with suffering. Mm -hmm. I was okay with seeing the love that he's poured out on me so I wouldn't have to suffer anymore. I saw the pain he endured for me so I wouldn't have to go through the pain anymore. The abandonment, the loneliness, the fears, the, um, yeah, that's, I saw it all at the cross and that brought such healing to my heart to where I could in turn that and love my husband, and forgive him, and... Yeah. And this is the power, isn't it, of Absolutely. the way that we treat each other now. The power comes from looking mm -hmm. at the cross. And we've actually titled this podcast, Couples Around the Cross, mm -hmm. um, because that's the transformation, the power of it. Now, Jody, uh, you experienced a husband who didn't love you, who had a divided heart, who had anger issues. I, like Eric, punched a hole in our right behind our bed headboard or whatever it was. And so these issues were just sin manifesting themselves in our marriage. So I already know, but tell everybody else, what was going on with you during this time? How was your heart? And what were you thinking at the time? And just share a little bit about that for us as well. All right. Well, you know, what we're describing here um, is so much just works of the flesh, right? That's what our past was. It was just the flesh unhindered, um, un, unrestrained, right? Just the works. And there's, those are obvious, right? You're mean. You, you say things to poke at each other and tear each other down. Um, that's, that's what it was like for me. I was very fearful and anxious, spiteful, um, oh, just uh, very um, self-protective, I think is a good word for it. Always watching out for me. You know, like, how can I protect me in this situation? And I wanted to love you. I, I did. And, and from, my, from, a, from a purely natural standpoint, I believe I did love you as best as a human could love another human. You know, I felt like I definitely loved you. But I didn't, I didn't have the supernatural that I needed at that time to truly love you. I loved you commonly, you know. Um, but but Christ, when I saw, when I truly understood, because I grew up, you know me, I grew up in a religious home. I I, I love my parents. I believe they were Christians and they meant well and and everything. But so I don't fault them at all. But the way I understood it up until adulthood was religion was something that you or, or Christianity was something you did. You know, you went to church on Sunday and then the rest of the week, well, you know, you didn't smoke and you didn't drink and you didn't do things. It was things you didn't do. It wasn't things. It wasn't a new life. It wasn't a different way of living. 
It was just things that you didn't do. We weren't like those people who smoked and drank and whatever. Um, and so that was what I took away and into adulthood, right? And so I had no resources to deal with all the anxiety and fear and and anger and bitterness and all these things that were inside of me just stuffed down in there over the years have been welling up, right? So when you tipped my cup, when you bumped into me with your flesh, we were living together. That's what happens, I think, when a lot of people get married. They, they don't realize they're going to bump into each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And so when you hit me, not physically, but, you know, um, your flesh affected my flesh. What came out of me, what was inside of me, all that defiling stuff. And it just spilled all over you, which just brought out more of yours. And oh, it just was a, a big, huge mess. But Christ changed everything, Christ and his cross, because he took, when he hung on the cross, he took on all of our flesh, all of our sin, all of that bitterness and shame and guilt that I just kept piling on through the years. Jesus took that off of me. And when that weight was removed, when I understood what salvation was, that it wasn't just believing in Jesus and getting baptized, and now I'm going to go to heaven. And I got to just hang on and white-knuckle it till I get there. That's what I believed. That's the way I was living. But when I realized it did, there was another way. There was another way, and his name was Jesus. Everything changed. And you know that because you were there for me. <laughs> I, I can honestly say that you are the most loving person that I've ever met in my entire life. And, you know, you were Jesus to me during that time. And I think Eric would say that exact words about for Sylvia, sure. right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's absolutely true. I would watch her. Uh, just the fact that she was getting ready to go to church and made herself beautiful mm. and just was adorable. And inside, that was doing something to me, just watching her do those things. And she would invite me to church, and I would say, no, I don't want to go. But but she just kept loving me. She wasn't poking me. You know, she wasn't insisting that I change and do anything. But she was just loving me by all of her actions. You know, and that's one thing that stands out, just going to church, being faithful herself. Mm. Right? It was loving me. Mm-hmm. How is that loving me, right? But she was. Everything she did, she was kind. She was patient with me. But just like Jody was describing, that was a wonderful... Mm-hmm. I was celebrating, Jody, when you were describing this because the transition that happened, I can't believe you guys ran to the cross faster than me today. Aww. Usually I'm the one running there first. But, <laughs> but anyway, that You're was You're Peter, just, I'm John. Yeah, I right. Yeah, run, run, run. <laughs> but that was just wonderful to hear, to listen to your perspective on, you know, how this worked for you. And especially for the listener, you know, we want them to see this, Mm -hmm. right? And to experience the same power that we've all experienced now at the cross. Yeah. You know, in in relationships that don't have the power of the cross or the Holy Spirit, these things typically break apart. The sin that defiled is the sin that divides. And the couples go their separate way, and now the devil has won because he loves to separate and divide. And so we want to speak to the listener for a minute. And by the way, our next podcast, we're actually going to go through a passage of Scripture in Colossians 3 together. But as I was listening to this saying, 
This is going to help people understand how dark we were, how enslaved we were, how hurt and how much bondage and sin and and things that were in our relationships. And so we want to acknowledge for the listener right now that no matter how dark it is for you, no matter how deep the pain of betrayal or the pain of rejection or the the pain of division, no matter what you're going through right now, there's a solution. Mm -hmm. And that solution is powerful. That solution will change you from the inside out. It'll affect every relationship you have. Mm -hmm. It'll affect the way you think, the way you feel, the way you interact with each other. Mm -hmm. You will be overcome and overwhelmed and you'll experience power, maybe for the first time. And so as we think about for just just a minute this darkness that we've been through, um, what Sylvia, what what was it like for you? Did you ever feel like, for example, that there was no hope? Or or, or how did you feel? Or were you just always trusting, like born Christian, trusting God all to, always? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was raised to um, just very religious. Um, we never looked at the cross. And we never looked at what Jesus did for me. I um, I had a really hard time loving my husband because I didn't I didn't emulate Christ's love. I was never taught that growing up in church since the age of twelve. Oh, just talking about the darkness and the power of it oh, yes. and the deception that was in the marriage and in your own heart and all that. I think I experienced all of it. Pretty much what. The average um, wife feels when they don't have Christ in their marriage, a lot of um, betrayal, a lot of unforgiveness. I did not know how to forgive my husband. I didn't realize that he needed a savior. I thought we could just work it out and figure it out, and it would take a couple years, and we'd be okay. But that didn't work. There was a lot of bitterness. There was a lot of um, just manipulation, lying. A lot of sadness, a lot of fears. Um, I had no confidence in myself. A lot of put downs. And this is is truly what it's like in life without Christ. And and we can see that we were angry all the time. I was famous for pointing out your faults. I would pick on you, and you didn't ever measure up. I was like the husband in Romans 7, the law that was constantly, you know, oppressing you. And and you could never measure up to what I required in my standard, as if I was, <laughs> you know. And, and and this is what causes heartache in a marriage. If If I tell you, that, or if I act in a way that you can never measure up to me, um, that's going to cause you walking on eggshells because you don't know if you're ever going to go past that point where Mike's going to blow up again. And so my issues were that as a man under the law mm. and in bondage to sin, I had to try and make myself better somehow. So if I could just step on you and push you down, then I'd get a little higher and feel better about myself. Oh, that's, that's an awful way, way to be. That's <laughs> the way the flesh does it, though. That's what you see this as a common um, behavior in humans, right? Mm-hmm. We just, as humans, we all have flesh. We all do these things. Mm-hmm. And of course we do it with the ones that are closest to us. That's no surprise. Mm-hmm. 
Um, these are, they're not extraordinary. Our stories aren't, I don't feel, um, extraordinary because of our past. They're extraordinary because of Christ, right? He changed us. He transformed us. He set us free. He gets all the glory. It is fantastic what Christ does. And that's what, that's what swells my heart 10 times. You know, I just can't hardly take it all in. It's, you know, you get, when I was talking earlier about being so filled with all that darkness, then coming to Christ and seeing the cross and seeing what Jesus did for me there, seeing him taking away all my guilt and shame. And then he didn't just empty me out of all that defilement, right? He didn't just clean out the pot. He filled it up with so much love, right? All that love just like a flood. And and it, it, it just lightens. It brings light and joy. And there's this relief that comes that I am not alone. I am not in this by myself anymore. Wow. Right? Yeah. There she goes again. There she goes again. Running to the cross and being bubbled over (laughs) and overflowing. And only 10 times (laughs) times filled up, Jody. Maybe more, maybe more. (laughs) But you're right. That's where all the power is. And the only reason that we're able to gather around the cross today, the only reason that we're able to do this podcast is because of the cross and the effect, the effect and the exchange at the cross. Like Jody was just talking about. The only reason I'm able to love Sylvia today the only reason I've been lifted up out of darkness, right? Because Jesus was lifted up and went in the darkness for me to rescue me, mm-hmm. right? And to rescue you and you and you and, and the listener as well. Yes. And your marriage yes. and your entire life and all your friendships and all your family. Because why? Because there's unity in the cross. Jesus was separated. His flesh was separated. He was separated from his father. He went through this separation so he understands it. Why? How? So he went through the separation so he could gather you in so that we could be united. We are, us four right now, are united so powerfully because this is the power that the cross brings. This is the joy that the cross brings. This is the love that the cross brings. And now I can love my wife so much, so different. Just like Jody was saying earlier, because the flesh is the flesh and it's always going to do Nothing. Right? <laughs> it's always going to love to its capacity, which isn't much, mm. and it, because it wants its own way. But at the cross, now I can look there and see how much I've been loved, and I know I didn't deserve that kind of love. Mm. So it was. This is true love now. This is unconditional love. It wasn't based on something that I've done, or or because I've said very clearly in the opening what kind of wretched sinner I was, mm. what kind of man takes their wife down to the ground. Yeah. And what kind of woman puts up with that, right? But I'm so thankful mm-hmm. because I was rescued. Mm-hmm. Our marriage was rescued. Relationships are rescued mm-hmm. uh, by the blood uh, that was poured out on Calvary's Hill for us. We were redeemed and purchased mm-hmm. and made perfect, yes. right? We don't, we're not perfect mm-hmm. in the sense that we still sin. Mm-hmm. We can still fall. But when God looks at us, what does he see? He sees the blood of the lamb, right? Opened up the fountain that opened up Mm -hmm. is what Jody was talking about, filling her up, taking all of her sin off of her, right? Taking all of her sin and then clothing her Mm -hmm. in such love. And you can hear it. Mm -hmm. Everybody can hear it. All the love and the joy and the peace 
that Jody and the rest of us have been clothed in because Jesus took our sin from us. Now, when you say those words, I want you to know that I lived with somebody who had none of that and that she was, and in her own words, defensive, accusatory, small-hearted, lacking in love or forgiveness. And now what you're seeing is the power of transformation Amen. in her heart and life and in mine. The freedom, the joy, the experience of power mm -hmm. of having a new life, of having new thoughts, new desires, new loves, a new direction. Um, and so this is what we're all gathered around is this change. And uh, we, we need to bring this to a close. We'll do another podcast um, as we go through this passage together. But I'd like to ask each of us right now, what is something practical that would help another couple to experience this transformation? What is something practical? Jody, start with you. Thank you. <laughs> um, for me, I think that coming to the cross together as a couple is the number one thing that has to happen if you want to have a Christian marriage. Um, because at the cross, we are level. We all realize we're sinners. We all realize we need a Savior. We can look to Him. We can be saved and, and continue to be saved. We can um, understand the Bible says to forgive one another as you have been forgiven in Christ Jesus, right? And you can't know how you've been forgiven in Christ Jesus unless you look to the cross and see how he forgave you, right? So for me, the number one thing that I feel like every Christian husband and wife should do is come to the cross Excellent. together. Very yeah. good. Amen. Eric? Well, I mean, literally, it was like you read my mind, yeah. you know, because this is, this is true. We come to the cross together. We look in God's word together and we make sure that we make these connections in the passages that we're reading and take care, be slow in reading these passages together and dissecting them and absorbing them down deep into our hearts together. Yeah. Look there together and be transformed together. Right. And, and, and it was said, well, Right? We have to see how much we've been forgiven. See the cost of that forgiveness. That it, you know, it was a, the highest price that could ever be paid was through the sacrifice of the Son of God for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, He loved us all the way to the grave. He loved us, you know, and when we see that, when we begin to see that, maybe we've never seen it, but when we, be, when we see that together, and see what the purchase price really was, then our hearts are changed. When our hearts begin to change, then your lives begin to change. This is what it means to die to yourself, to die to the sinful nature. The sinful nature must be put to death. So you have to see yourself dying with Christ, right? So we look at the cross and we see how much I've been forgiven. The price which was paid, um, and so I look at I look to the cross and see that now I can love my wife mm. because I've been loved so and I was a wretch. Mm. I didn't deserve any of it. So even if my wife doesn't deserve to be loved, even if my wife doesn't deserve to be forgiven, even if she says something to me that hurts me, I can suffer with Christ mm. and I can love her anyway. And she can do the same for me. And she does. Mm -hmm. And so exactly right, we look at the cross together 
and we glory in it, yeah. in all the work that Christ accomplished on the cross for us. It's the only way our marriage is ever going to change. We went to many uh, marriage uh, seminars and groups and counselings, and they seemed wonderful at the time, but we went home and treated each other exactly the same. Mm. Right, But when we look to the cross together and our hearts are cut and crushed and cured, then we have the actual source of life and liberty and joy. And so I'll leave it at that and let someone That's else awesome. fill in well, the Well, I want to just, I know we need to bring it to an end, but let me share with you that um, when you talked about the old nature has to die, mm. that's so important because... Your testimony is on one of the, I believe it's called Set Free for Love at Setting Captives yes. Free, Set Free by Love or something. Yes. And somebody went through that course. They read your testimony. And, and at the end, the question is, what do you think about this amazing transformation that happened in Eric? And the answer was, he ought to be put in prison for what he did and the way he treated his wife and the anger he exhibited. He ought to be locked up. And do you know what Jody wrote back? Actually, it was worse than that. God felt that he deserved capital punishment, so he put him to death. He actually crucified Eric, put him to death at the cross 2,000 years ago, Amen. and now he's risen to a new life, and this Eric has no condemnation, and this Eric is free indeed. Yeah. And, free indeed. And so I love how you said that old nature has to die. It's right. not that it needs a slab. Yeah. It's not that it needs to be spoken to. It needs to die. You and I needed to die. Mm -hmm. And in the body of Jesus Christ, we suffered and we died yeah. with him. Thank and there you. we went in the grave. Right. And we were in the grave for three days. And guess what? The old me, still there. Amen. You could go over to that grave in Jerusalem and open the <laughs> stone. And oh, look, there's the dead, rotting, filthy body of Mike Cleveland. But I've risen to a new life. Yeah. And so... I love what you guys said, Sylvia. How about you? What is one practical thing that you can tell somebody who's hurting in their marriage, who doesn't have this joy that we're experiencing, but they need help? What can you What can you share with them? Well, I have to agree with what you three shared about coming together. However, there might be someone listening that's alone. Right. That's not going to be able to come together with their spouse. <laughs> and I would just encourage them to love their spouse as Christ loves the church and forgive them and continue to realize the healing that's going to come as long as they stay focused on Jesus Christ and what he did for them at the cross, not to ever give up. There's always hope. Yes. There's always hope in the cross of Christ and um, the healing, the transformation that will begin as their spouses see the love of Christ in them um, will be restored. You know, he needs a savior. He needs a redeemer. And if they walk away and, and not love their spouse as Christ loves the church, um, that's why they're married. They're one. They've got to continue to remain praying and loving unconditionally their spouse. That was good. Amen. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like that was so powerful. We're going to end on that. Yeah. So we're going to uh, cut this off at this point. We're going to come right back and do a, another podcast and we'll look at the scriptures together and see if they can provide practical help for people. So um, Jody, would you like to close us in prayer? As you do, think about these people that we're ministering to who are having a hard life in their marriage and they're struggling. 
They want to experience what we're talking about. And just pray for them, if you would, and, and ask God to reach their hearts. Okay. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for loving us and sending Jesus to die in our place. We thank you, Jesus, for uh, dying on the cross, for taking on all our sin and guilt and shame and removing it from us and giving us your righteousness so that we could have be raised again to a new life in you, Jesus. And we want so much to share this new life in you with those around the world. And Father, you know, you know out there, there are men and women who believe in you, who are hurting today. Maybe they're hurting in their marriages, or maybe they're singles who've been wounded by other people and abandoned, or um, they, they doubt anybody could ever love them. And I pray that you would open their eyes, open their eyes to see the beauty of the cross of Christ today. I pray that from the cross they would see their own forgiveness, the love that you have displayed vividly for them on the cross so that they themselves can be transformed and that they can have hope that the, anybody around them can be transformed. There is power in the cross of Christ and power to raise the dead out of their sins, out of our sins and trespasses and into a new life. You make new creations. You say such were some of you and now I have justified you. I have transformed you and sanctified you and given you a new spirit and a new heart and a new life. That's what you do, Jesus. That's what you have done and you will continue to do until the end of all time. And we just want so much for all our brothers and sisters, if they're in a bad marriage, I pray, Jesus, that they would look to you and find the hope and the strength and the love and the courage that only you can give. And I pray that if they are alone and they despair of ever finding a, a gospel partner, that you they would look to you and realize that you will never leave them or forsake them, that your plans cannot be thwarted, that, that if they're meant to be with somebody, they will be. Nothing can stop it. And that you are more than enough to fill up a heart. You are more than enough to love to the end. They can trust you with their heart and with their future and with their marriage and with their children. Whatever their drama or disappointment or frustration, whatever it is, you meet it at the cross. And so I pray that as we continue this podcast in the next episode, that we would uh, bring from the scriptures the words of life that you give Jesus, the words of hope and courage that, uh, that um, our listeners need to hear. And I thank you so much for this opportunity to share what you have done in our lives with the world. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.